You are listening to the forecast from Four Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. all around the world. This is Eric from 4. Uh, you can find us at Foresight, which is F-O-A-R, Field of Enfield Road, site.com. Um, it's a, a, a great community, um, all reds. Um, we love to talk about, uh, well, the best club in the world, which is uh, Liverpool FC. Um, with me today is Vez, is Chris, and is Jason. Uh, how are you guys? Hello. Uh, it's um, the last show that we did was on the back of a 7-0 win which felt great this show is at the back of um, an absolute hammering and the world's gone mad so what are we are we a, a 7-0 winning team or are we a 4-1 losing team or are we a bit of both nervous well Honestly, I think we're somewhere somewhere in between. I mean, we're not not as bad as everybody says we are at the at the moment after this hammering by Spurs, and we're not as good as everybody thought after we destroyed Maribor. So the truth is always somewhere in the middle. Right. So, so what are we? <laughs> well, we are a team that plays its own very original style and when it goes right it goes very right when it goes wrong it goes very wrong so. talking about us being us um, we obviously got this great manager uh, with a very distinctive style um, Christian have we seen a lot of his style over the last month or two <clears throat> yeah some, some of it definitely um but uh, something, some core things are missing. I mean, um, I know Klopp here from here from Germany, from Germany as a as a <clears throat> manager who can uh, who can motivate teams regularly, week in week out. And um, there were very few blips in between regarding motivation with this Dortmund team over over the uh, over the seven years he had with him, except for the last. Of the seven years where many things went wrong, including a, a mountain of injuries, but um, um, the motivational thing—that's the my, my my biggest concern. Um, if he cannot really motivate those star players, yeah, don't get me wrong, but it's very much different. And uh, the initial um, situation from him when he started already at at, um, at Liverpool was that he had to inherit a lot of. Um, star players um, completely different to the situation he, when he took over in both Mainz and Dortmund and um, the question was always if he, if, if he would be able to handle those guys who earn so many say 100,000 150,000 pounds a week um, which he, he did not have in Dortmund for example and Mainz where the team and the players grew with him 
Yeah. So that's a big question for me. And I'm not seeing exactly that. That's exactly what I miss. We, we were a cohesive unit against Maribor and fell completely apart um, against Spurs, which I did not expect at all. That's very much worrying me. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jason, uh, how do you feel? Someone's echoing. Um, bad. <laughs> I, I'm not used to this as a. I'm not used to this as a as a Liverpool fan. You know, we don't concede. I mean, there's been, there's been some big results in the Premier League in the in the last several years. I, I think the one that started it was when um, United beat Arsenal eight two or something like that that time. Before that, whenever the big teams came against each other, you know, it'd be one nil, two one, something like that. When you won, you didn't expect to get uh, a a huge margin of victory um, and we, we've dished out a few of these over the, the last several years but um, yeah I'm I'm not really it was a huge shock when we we had that game against Stoke and uh, Rogers um, and now we've had this twice so far this this uh, this season against City and then uh, I mean that was more understandable because of um Descending off of Mane, of course, but lo- yeah, losing by three clear goals in the, the manner we did is 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 shocking. Yeah, we, we'd much uh, we'd rather be on the on the dealing end, or how you call it, uh, the team to that beats teams left, right, and centre with loads and loads of goals. I mean, well, you'd th- rather this... be shafting than be shafted, wouldn't you? Yeah, obviously. I mean, we, we beat City 3-1, um, uh We beat Arsenal 5-1, 4-0. I liked all those. I really did like all those. And I also liked the complete meltdown on the uh, receiving end. So, the complete meltdown, that's that's going on the way. Um Oh, in a way, it, it it might save us from a bit of glory hunting fans who, who thought they could jump on the bandwagon um, and they'll buy some some city tops next week, which is okay by me. Um, but um, there's also a, a large group of more solid fans who are. Um, this seem to be the the final stroke, um, the final falls dawn for them. Uh, quite a couple of people um, actually basically retiring from supporting Liverpool. Not saying they're going to support someone else, but just um, not bothered at all with the team anymore. Um, uh, how do you feel about that, Fess? Well, I think that's plain ridiculous. I'm sorry if anybody feels offended by that, but Oh, that's, that's, that's just how I feel. It's 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 out of the question. Either you support a team or you don't. As as Shankly once said, if you don't support us when you when we draw or lose, then don't support us when we win. So okay, the the, the club is going through a rough patch, and uh, it's uh, whether you are you think the owners or or the manager or the player are players are to blame. It's it's beside the point. You support the club. You support that that crest on, on the shirt. If you don't, then don't. Then don't bother at all. Then why were you bothering? Gold for why have you been bothering for this whole time? 
we had obviously a great patch again in 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 around 2000. The Julie was was very decent. Um, Benitez was was very huge. You know, we were absolute title contenders for two seasons under uh, under Benitez. We won the Champions League. Um, you know, and after that, it was a few years of turmoil, and and people could get behind the idea of a rebuild, could get behind the idea of a young team, people could get behind, you know, and, and suddenly we had some Luis Suarez world star, you know, tearing teams apart for us. Um, and, and, and when we wanted to build from that, and it looked so... Um, you know, it, it was it was a real dawn. We we came into two finals, and um, I don't know hindsight is a wonderful thing. But if we win one of one of those two, um, we wouldn't feel this bad. But Look, we I understand. Do. I understand what you're saying. But uh, come on, let's face it. If if success is the foundation of people supporting a club, then what, what can you say about championship clubs, League One, League Two clubs? I mean. They all have their supporters. We can talk about Leeds United, a club that, that played Champions League regularly and that suffered a complete disaster. They have their fans still. Their loyal fans are there. Yeah, how many of those are, um, you know, the um, and, and not dissing anybody who lives anywhere, but, um, you know, Indian fans, Western European fans. I mean, the people... In understands at Leeds, how many of those were the ones that were cheering for Leeds when they play in, uh, you know, when they they had that, that their moment in the sun. Um, how long will will kids wearing Vardy shirts over here in Holland now? How long will they do that when Leicester relegates? And by God, let it be this season that they do. But. <laughs> If they were if they were supporting Leicester before they won the title, then they will be wearing those shirts. So, if they weren't, if they started supporting Leicester when they won the title and when Vardy scored all those goals, then then they won't. Then they will switch. I don't know to Manchester City or whatever. Yeah, no, they'll buy City. They'll buy City tops. And how bad is that in 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 a in a broad? Maybe that's something for. Uh, for a ramble show to talk about, and um, um, let's dive a bit more into the, the, the Spurs game. Jason, I was wondering. Um, it, it seems that the big teams have found a way to to nullify us, to to shut us up, and for the entire season, um, all our number eight basically haven't turned up in a way. But um, I haven't really looked at it this way I haven't done any reviews on, on those games but um, the number eights last season were pivotal um, with Lalana getting into the box combining with all these um, with the three lads up front when Firmino drops deep um, it's either Wijnaldum who drops in or Milner from the left side as, as a left back he cut inside and, and jumped into that space that Firmino created Lalana did that countless of times but for some reason neither Chan, neither Wijnaldum um, nor anybody else who played at, at the 8 this season um, we've seen a bit of Oxlade there, we've seen a bit of Milner there 
none of these lads, maybe maybe Leicester away, Milner shows a bit, uh, a, a bit of Lalana Lalana ism. Um, but you agree with me? Did, am I making sense here? Do you have half they found yeah, us yeah, out and, and yeah, stopped us? Yeah, all? I can. Uh, well, I'm not sure if they've. I'm not sure if they found us out. To be honest. Um, Funnily enough, we touched on this last week, didn't we? We, we were talking about midfield, um, and I made my view on them then. I, I think they, what they give you is domination uh, of possession, um, those three midfielders. Um, what I don't think that we're getting from Wijnaldum and Chan this season uh, is, is enough, though, um, Last season, we were getting a good number of assists and goals from Wijnaldum and Lalana, and um, we're not getting that now. Um, also, I think in um, Emre Chan's case, he, in too many games, cause uh, makes mistakes which lead to goals. So, um, I think... Uh, there was already the one against Moscow where he um, made the blind pass back towards the defence, which led to the free kick uh, where they scored. And then again at Tottenham for the third crucial goal, he he made the foul that um, that that led to the free kick that they they scored from again. And um, mm. And he wasn't there for yeah. the follow-up. He, he was, he was, yeah, he was also sort of one of the... And this often is the case when you see free kicks. He seems to be the one who's lurking nearby the, the goal scorer. And you, you just like think, is this a coincidence, you know? Uh, um, and I think he's been really, really bad this season, personally, apart from one or two games. Um, and the only reason I can think of that he's still playing is because we want to keep playing him so that he'll sign a new contract because he's <laughs> yeah he's not been good enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, with us today as well is a, is a mental, so um, he just dropped in the show. Uh, hi, mate. Hi, guys. Uh, we we were having a, a group therapy session. Um, all based on the Spurs game. We're just deep, we're just going deep into the Spurs shit. <laughs> all right, so uh, I'm just imagining the scene of the Monty Python sketch where uh, people keep falling past the window. Remember that? Yeah, it's it, it is something similar like that. <laughs> so, um, well, um, Jason, go on. Jason, hello. Yeah, sorry, I'm still here. Um, uh, yeah. The well, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 have I have I said enough about the midfield? I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> we're, we're not get we're not getting enough we're not getting enough from the numbers. But I don't think I don't think this was uh, I don't think this is why we lost this game. Though. I mean, I think you put any you put any centre back. So it was interesting, actually. I don't know uh, if anyone else watched it on Sky Sports, but they were talking about uh, the game afterwards. And 
actually, if you looked at the, the stats, you know, number of chances, all of this kind of stuff, it was actually a fairly even game um, in that respect. And my feeling is basically if you put any other central defender in the world other than Dejan Lovren uh, in for that first 20 minutes of the game or something like that, and you're not 2 nil down. Um, and it's a completely different game then. For, for me, and um, maybe Mensah can, 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 can back me up here, if we go in 2-1 at half-time, um, we, we come out in a, a whole different way than, than, than we go in 3-1. Yeah, I have thought so too. Uh, I have to. Uh, yeah, that killed us. Uh, yeah, I have to bow to your uh, your uh, suggestion because I haven't actually seen the game, um, which is why I'm a hell of a lot happier than you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't seen it either. Just the highlights, or let's call them lowlights. But that was uh, <laughs> it was uh, absolutely terrible. I mean, this this looked to me like a completely self-inflicted defeat and um, yeah the, 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 the thing that worry, that that's worrying me is the, the, the sort of motivational level yeah why do players go into a, such a big game we, we were always good at a club against Tottenham we, we drew thrice and won twice including a cup game uh, never lost but always um, we always rolled up the sleeves and, and fought and fought very well regardless of the outcome but this one was absolutely terrible. Um, and this was, in fact, um, the low point of the season, of a season that has already started. Uh, it's, it, at, in the beginning, it was okay. It was really good with Hoffenheim and Arsenal in between. Okay, Watford, yeah, irregular goal. Uh, that should, shouldn't have uh, stood. But um, <clears throat> the, re the rest was already not really convincing because we didn't score enough goals. We had the defensive howlers okay in between but if we had taken at least the minimum of our chances we would be much better off and then this game comes um, which is absolutely killing me uh, because I don't understand why the guys don't really turn up on the pitch I have no explanation for that and that's really worrying well I think if I'm if I'm yes we are a midfield team that's what we developed last season um, particularly last season uh, so if we could engage a team in the midfield, we'd do quite well. We'd do better with Lallana in it because our midfield actually works better with him in it um, than with uh, Emery um, or, or one of them trying to play Lallana's role. Um, but that's where we where we excel. Now, what um, what Tottenham did was they I got the impression that they played deeper, basically, and, uh, and that they. We didn't have it. Apparently, it wasn't really a midfield battle, right? So teams at Anfield sit back. So we're playing in the final third, which isn't we're okay at, but we're not great at, you know. And uh, Tottenham counterattacked us, didn't they? They played deeper and then counterattacked by sending the full forwards. It sounded. I didn't. I didn't think the problem though was counterattacks in this game. I mean, because in. Um at least the first goal, I think we were in a fairly defensive formation when they scored the goal. It was just... Well, you can't, you can't account for what Lovren did for those first two goals. You can't really... It was just... Yeah, no, right. I, I don't want to blame him too much. I, I 
personally, I don't think he should be playing. I think um, there's there's something you could see in that game. There was something not right with him. His game is really based around his physicality, and he couldn't even jump for the second one. And I'm thinking, if we knew this going into the season, then who is it? You know, Klopp was stood there at the beginning of the season asking questions about his defence, saying, um, my four centre-backs are fine. Now, if he feels he has to play Lovren, despite the fact that he can't train because of his back, why are his four centre-backs OK, but he doesn't trust Gomez or Clavin? He still has to play Lovren. So there's something not right there. And uh, I... I you know, this game would have been a lot... You, you take Lovren's mistakes out of it and then it's 2-1 Spurs. It's it's not such a bad result. Um, and you look at all... I can't even remember the fourth goal now because I think I was so depressed by then. I've kind of blanked it out. But the first three goals were so easily preventable. Um, you know, you, you've got Lovren's mistakes, and then there was several leading up to the third goal. I already mentioned Emery Chan. You've got Minnelli uh, on the actual free kick. He just needed to tell Matip to leave the ball, and it's into his arms. Um, and obviously, he didn't make the call. Matip then, rather than if he had headed it anywhere else, it would have been better, but straight up in the air to the only place in the penalty area where there's only a Tottenham player and no Liverpool players. It's just, yeah, it's, you know, it's all it's all like individual errors like that. I, I'm not blaming Klopp's system of being counter-attacked for this... Um, no, no, that's for, fine. For this, for this game at all. I think, it's, I think he, it's just down to the players. Yeah. I agree with you for, uh, for a large bit, but I think that... Um, Matip does the right thing. Um, he he gets no coaching from Mignolet, so he needs to act. He know he knows simply that um, uh, that Harry Kane's in his back. He can't risk not dealing with with the ball because nobody tells him he shouldn't he shouldn't bother with it. Um, nobody's coming to help him, so all he does is he sticks out his head and he heads it away. There's three or four people standing there, ball watching. Um, yeah, they're moving in front, uh, towards our goal line, away from Deli Alai. I mean, in the moment where he heads the ball, they, um, our midfielders are still uh, covering this, this uh, say, uh, first line position in front of our defenders, and they all run towards our own goal, away from Alai. So that leads to Deli Alai completely unmarked. Yeah, they did that against Bournemouth last year, the one we lost. If, if you look at the Huddersfield game, um, and I'm going to use this as, as a step to, to what's talking about that game, near the end, um, somebody gets a shot, in, 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 in uh, a man gets a shot off in, in, in the area, and you've got, um, what's his name, uh, Zanka. Um, all he does is he, he leaps in front of it with all he's got, and if, if you go to um, what Begovic said about um, our defenders today, he basically said they take no pride in defending. Um, they're not really interested in being a defender. They don't seem to enjoy stopping uh, uh, people from scoring. 
Um, and I think he's absolutely right. You know, three people should jump just to block Del Alley in whatever he does. Give away another foul, that's fine. Just don't let him shoot this way. This this free and open shot that he gets, it's it's baffling. You know, um, I, if somebody I makes a mistake... Blame, and I would not blame Matip for the header, but re remember another one. Um, for the second goal, um, Harry Kane has all the time and space to exactly and perfectly time his cross and Matip stays at least six yards away from him. Uh, I'm fully waiting there that Matip... It, it, Everybody is doing the exact same things. When we make a mistake, nobody is there to help him. Nobody. Yeah. <clears throat> and and that's what annoys me all the time. We don't have a unit. It's not five lads who want to stop them from scoring. It's five lads on the pitch. And that's all they've got in common. The fact that they're wearing the shirt of a team and they got the same employer. But they're not... A I hated this hyping of Harry Kane. You know, he's, I mean, he's a very, very good striker. No doubt about that. I'm not questioning that. But he, he's lurching yeah, towards our goal, almost falling over, and is not dispossessed by two of our defenders before the first goal. And uh, there was another chance of Kane from, 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 uh, from our, coming from our right into, uh, into the box. Three men of us around him, dispossessing him and giving him the ball back. I mean, this is... For his shot uh, that was um, that was wide at the near post, and um, <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. And it went on and on and on. Yeah, yeah, it it it, it, it was terrible what we've been doing. Um, so um, that was that. Um, we we can't change it anymore. Um, but there is another game coming up, and that is the Huddersfield game. We're going to. Uh, happily enjoy um, watching two besties on 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 uh, on the touchline, barking orders in in in, in half German. Um, what are you looking <laughs> What are you looking forward most, uh, Chris? Mm. I'm looking forward to to how we react um, when we are after after such another defeat and all the public the public bashing of the team and the play, the players and the manager and FSG out and which has raised to such a hurricane already um, it will be very interesting to see how we react because this this time we have to press massively because Huddersfield is doing exactly the same and it's um, what exactly what uh, what Mantel said earlier this is about the midfield this is about the midfield battle i think Uh, I think um, David Wagner will be very brave with this team, um, positioning them further up front and pressing in midfield and trying to win the ball very early to have a, um, a shorter way to our goal. And they will be very brave. They will be very aggressive, and uh, it will be a great will be a great challenge for our team because they have to commit themselves totally to the game. Okay. It will be much more difficult than than many thought. I think. Okay, Vess, um, what, what, what would you do and what do you expect Klopp to do with his back five? <clears throat> well, I'm uh, probably not the right person for this because I have to say <laughs> that I uh, haven't really seen Huddersfield play at all. So, uh, But what 
talking about our team, uh, I'm fairly certain he will drop Lauren for this game. And probably a few of, of the next ones. Uh, personally, I think he should stick to his system for this game. We will have Wijnaldum back. Um, I would play Klavan instead of Lovren. And uh, perhaps uh, give Oxlade-Chamberlain a chance on the, on the left wing with Coutinho in midfield with Wijnaldum and Henderson. I think that could that, that could really work. Just to widen the options, because I don't I don't know if you know. Um, I read um, from a guy who posted a comment uh, in the Guardian um, that uh, our Andy Robertson uh, has not only done a very good job as a left back for for his national team, but also as a left sided centre back. Has anyone one of you heard of that? He he was said to be be quite good at that. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, um, I've actually said something in along those lines. Um, <clears throat> I would give him a go. He did really well in the um, in the, in the in the Scotland game. So, well, if if you don't trust uh, Clavan and it seems that he doesn't, um, why not try this? Or and that's something that I would like to see is Flanagan on uh, on right back and Gomez centrally. I, I'd not risk um, uh, throwing Trent in at this moment in time um, because uh, I don't think this is the right atmosphere for a young lad to um, to come of age. You know, he, he needs a team um, that does loads, loads better, that feels better. Um, Hold on. Uh, I mean... Are you basing this whole not trusting Clown thing on the fact that he has been playing Lovren for a while, uh, even with the painkillers and stuff like that? Uh, that and the fact that he had a terrible um, that he takes off a central defender. He's got an experienced central defender on the, on the bench, and he doesn't bring him. No, well, he actually brought actually uh, Alex Oxley Chamberlain, and he switched the formation to three at the back. Uh, I, I really don't think that 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 was the, the question. That was that's the issue. I think he fully trusts Klavan, but I think he was going unsuccessfully in the end. But he was going for some defensive uh, consistency with trying to to work out the the back four that that he would think uh, to to go through the, the season at least until Klein is back. He was forcing Lovren in the team because, let's face it, last season Lovren and Matip played very well together. And uh, I think that's the reason why he also keeps pushing Moreno and, and leaving Robertson aside. Uh, and even lately he has been playing Joe Gomez far more than, than, than uh, Trent. So I don't think it's, it's the issue of not trusting Klavan. I think he fully trusts Klavan, but and I, I, I really think he will give him a chance now. Okay, uh, Jason, you were trying uh, to say Well, something. yeah, I, I, I think um, I can't see how he trusts him. Klopp uh, <coughs> always talks about in his press conferences how important training is to the players. And he's got a player who, from the sounds of things, for most of this season at least, 
hasn't been able to train because of his back. Um, yet he's still playing. This doesn't sa- it doesn't sound like um, the usual coaching methods that we get from Klopp that we've experienced over the last couple of years. Playing a, a player who's not fully fit doesn't sound right to me, and it suggests to me that he doesn't trust his other options. That's, and, that's... and I do, and I do think that, and I do think that part of the reason why he didn't simply swap Clavin in is that he he doesn't really trust him, especially for this sort of game. Can I come in here? Yeah, yeah, go on. Um, I I think I got the impression that the uh, the substitution was about um, um, a. A, Lovren was having a dreadful time at that point. Um, but I think we were already two goals down. So he he basically thought, well, we have to be more offensive <clears> to get this game back. Right? We have to be able to score a goal and get back in the game. So he rejigged the back line, took Lovren out, rejigged the back line, and put Oxlade Chamberlain in so he could have a bit more pace in the middle of the pitch and um, um, and make us more offensive. I think that's, that's what we need to get a goal. You know, go get a goal so we don't lose it. We're not completely out of this game. I think that's what the thinking was behind that. Because he, he does that quite a lot. Well, he's done that quite a bit in the past where he'll remove a more defensive player and put on a more attacking player. Um, even he's done that when Millie got sent off at Palace once. Um, and we went, we changed formations and stuck two up top and uh, eventually won the game. Um, so that he, he does tend to do that. I think the Lovren thing. Um, I think he's been desperate to try and get him into a bit of rhythm. You know, if we think we're nine games into the season, Lauren's been in and out. He's back. That's he's exactly back. it. He's got other problems as well. But, um, he, you know, when he has been fit to play, he's desperate to get him in, get him a few games and get them working because he needs that, that his, his main partnership working, especially with two, you know, with all the Champions League games as well. Um, so he's absolutely desperate to get that working. And he tried to give them a run of games when Lovren's been fit enough to play. So I think that's why he's not switching out the battle. Um, now it's not worked. You know, it's 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 kind of been a tough run, and then we ended up with this shambles of the game on on the, um, on the weekend. But he's he was trying to get something done, and I think he just you know he just was just so annoyed that it's come to this. Yeah, but what? What will he do? Will he will he persevere with Lovren? Um, I, I think I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised because um, you know I just think it's it's like that time when he eventually had to take Carrots out because you know Carrots was just getting worse by the game really, um, or he certainly wasn't getting any better. And I think with Lovren, it's just kind of reached that point where he has to do something different. He can't just play it again. Um, he needs, he needs to do something different, really. Um, now, in terms of who comes in, uh, I, I think, yeah, it's a bit, I mean, you can bring Gomez in there, um, but you, you've got to be very careful about overplaying Trent um, because uh, Trent and Gomez are really the only two options he, he's trusting for right back. Um, <clears throat> now, I'm not sure how reasonable it is to put Flanagan um, as, as a right back, you know, he just seems so off the pace, Flanagan. I don't think he's, he's had a good... I can't remember the last time he had a half-reasonable game. Um, so it might be a bit risky to see to see uh, Trent put in there. Um, so you would think Clavin's the obvious choice. But uh, 
uh, more than that, I'd like I'd like to see him put Ward in goal because uh, I'd just leave Carrius doing what he's doing in that Champions League group, the soft group. Um, just leave him. Don't disturb. Don't disturb him. Don't disrupt him. Just let him carry on doing that. I just like to see Ward in goal, just because when he's on, when Ward's on the pitch, he just it just it, it gives off the air of a normal goalkeeper. You know, it's kind of it doesn't have the air of a minulay, extension of minulay. It doesn't have the uh, apprehension of what's Carrier's going to do. It just seems to be the most normal situation to put Ward in there. It, when he plays, it just seems so normal. That's what I'd quite like to see. Exactly, spot on. Uh, I, I play the best here and fully agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what, me too. <laughs> the Huddersfield are going to get into our faces, and we don't like that. That's well for any team. Any team gets unsettled if you get in their faces, right? And Huddersfield are going to do that. So, you know, our midfield <laughs> does need to really. Um, I, I think. I think. Um, I mean, that's why we always struggle against Watford, right? Because they're, they're both physical and mobile. Um, our front guy should, and our midfield should be good enough to handle it. Um, but it's just, it's always a way. People are in your faces, you make mistakes.
shit happened um, uh, I, I texted the mate and said this this actually was a very good game for um, for Carrius for a, a type of Carrius you know the real sweeper keeper who will close the gap between um, the lad the, the, the back four and, 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 and close down that space in, in, in between same same way uh, Edison did uh, against us uh, in, 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 the, in the City game um, I would have liked. I, I'd like to see uh, carriers given given a run. Yeah, we we are playing an ultra 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 aggressive this season, aren't we? Um, we seem to be pushed higher up with our, our centre backs than we were last season. Yeah. Um, again, you know, not having Lolana there changes our effectiveness in midfield, and I wonder if Klopp's trying to push the team up to make up for Lolana not being there. Um, so our midfielders are further forwards, as it were. but obviously it's giving us lots of problems in that we do stint, uh, we are conceding those these goals because of it, and we're not well, we're not handling that high line particularly well. Even though, even though the mistakes we're making are pretty basic. Ones. Okay, um, I want to hear a back five from all of you. Um, Fess, your back five. Well. Believe it or not, I'd stick with Mignolet <clears throat> a, bit, a bit further and uh, Matip with Clavan, uh, Moreno and and Gomez. Okay, um, Chris. Well, I would I would uh, I would put Ward in the goal in, in goal, and um, I would um, replace both Matip and Lovren with uh, Clavan. And uh, yeah, Gomez or Robertson. I mean, if that is an option, I have a big question mark behind it. But I want to see Robertson on the pitch. <clears throat> if it's Clavan and Gomez in the center, then I would would use uh, Robertson on the left because that's uh, uh, like Ward, one of the guys who really commit themse- uh, themselves to each game, and it, that looks really like a, like a Liverpool playing and not like ball watching. And uh, I'm not sure about the right back position, but if Milner has nothing to do in midfield, he could take the right back if you want to have a safe solution. I'm also uh, happy with Flanagan if he's fit. If he's really fit, uh, that's a question because I, I love Flano and his fighting spirit. So that's uh, yeah, big question mark. But um, that's about how it would look like if I was Klopp because I think he has to take clear and decisive action now. Otherwise, he will start to look like a fool. Okay, um, that's fine. Um, Jason. Yeah, I think I've uh, mentioned it a few times on these podcasts, but um, the the players who keep making mistakes—that's the ones who uh, I think need to be taken out of the team. I mean, I think he's got every excuse to take Lovren out now. Just say, you know, he had a bad game because of his back or whatever. I'm gonna 
give him the next month off or, or whatever um, to rest and all, recuperate all the rest of it and bring him back in later. Uh, Minule again, I agree with what you were saying, Eric, about he doesn't... He, there's a couple of opportunities in, in the game against Tottenham where you know the defence are beaten and if he's closer behind them, he's got an opportunity to... Um, to stop a striker being able to get a shot away. I think nearly every single shot that um, we get on target, uh, too many of them go in. Uh, we, we've got well, like one of the highest um, goals against in the league uh, in terms of when we do... Co- it's difficult to get a shot against us, but when you do, it nearly always goes in. And I think it's to do with Minule's positioning. So um, I'll take him out. i I see what you're saying about Carrius. I like everything he does, except he doesn't convince me. Again, he just needs a simple shot against him, and it seems to go in, uh, as we saw in um, Moscow. So uh, I think I agree um, with uh, Mental, and I would go for Ward. So where am I so far? Not. So I would. I would go for um, Gomez and Matip as my central defenders. Um, what Gomez has, he's made a, he's got the odd error in him, but the good thing is with him is he's pretty quick, so he can, he's got a bit of chance to recover. Um, right back, I'd go with Trent, just, uh, despite some of the reservations the other guys have got about overplaying him for now. Don't think it's going to be too long until Klein is back, and then uh, lift back. I stick with Moreno because um, he's actually been Mister Consistent in that back five so far this season. Yeah, he, he was a calming present. <laughs> it was the only one who kept a cool head. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's prob- Yeah, he's probably the only one who I didn't really see make a mistake against um, Tottenham. He's. He's created a lot of chances and stuff like that this uh, this season as well. So on the offensive side, he's he's doing well. So um, yeah, happy with him so far. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, mental. Um, your back five, please. Um, I think that will he'll only make the one change. That's the centre back. I don't think it'll change anything else. Um, because uh, yeah, just because he has to make that one change. I don't think he likes the idea of. Jumbling everything else up, this is a bit too risky. And he does believe in his training, so it will be down to what he's been planning through his training. Um, I'd I'd like to see Robertson go and make a fuss with Jurgen and say, "Look, um, I'll do a stint for you at centre back if he does play that position," which I, I don't didn't know he did actually. Um, so you know, I, I feel like players need to go and do that, go and make a point of saying things, not just put their head down and work. But say, look, you know, you, I see why you're keeping Moreno in. Give, it, give me a go at centre back. Um, you never know, Milner might do it. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> um, Can he play centre back? <laughs> <laughs> hate this question. Apparently, <laughs> <Not meanwhile. laughs> I read this week, I read this week that apparently we offered Milner out on loan somewhere. We offered him to go out on loan. <laughs> I really, really doubt that. Which is absolutely well, crazy. And he's he, he's the, the captain material we lack so far, and and uh, 
even suggesting he should go out on loan is absolutely terrible. So well, we're sorry, 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 Eric, for 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 um, for criticizing Hendo a bit, but I want to see a fighter as a captain on the pitch now. The team has to get back on track, and and uh, it, yeah, um, in, in how do you say this in English? Um, <clears throat> back on track is that correct? In the right direction. To, to be honest, for, for me, um, in, in the Spurs game, there were three players who acquitted himself to, to an extent. Um, that's Hendo, but Hendo gets surpassed because there were two or three or three runners at him all the time, and nobody gave him any any backup. He was all alone. If, if you watch back, um, you can see him making all these type of runs, uh, diagonal runs and vertical runs even, just to, to you know... Like like a ship with too many holes, and he just carries his bucket and throws water over the edge, and he stops a lot. He actually stops a lot. If you look at his number, and he, and he um, played a world class pass that has been been yeah gone uh, out of the discussion a, a bit. Uh, the the pass was the, the pass he played for Salah was was absolutely fantastic. But that was a world class pass. Shouts at these guys and and yeah rallies the troops, rallies the troops, and and I'm missing that with Hendo at the moment. Yeah, he's a situation where we have to he's fight our way back to in the, to the right direction when the when the play doesn't work really well. You know, when you played active fo football actively, yeah, sometimes things simply don't work, and then you have to fight yourself back into the game to achieve what you want. Yeah, talking of which, what's happened to Emre? I mean, has he had a brain transplant? <laughs> no, he just he found he, he found his consistency. It's just, it's just, it's, it's like he's, just, I don't know. It's just, it's just bizarre. You know, he seems to want to dribble the world, doesn't he? Um, Emre Can comes always as a replacement, as a substitute uh, for for Joachim Löw in the German national team, and that tells you a lot about his elite quality or the difference between his overhyped elite quality and his actual quality. He is a very good player, often, but not always. But he's not really great. He's not top class. He's not what we need. And uh, there is no no wonder that that uh, um, and and Klopp knows that exactly. And um, that, that's why why Keita is coming. Yeah, I mean he's, he's going to struggle to get past uh, Cruz and Kadira in the German team. You know, it's not really a surprise. The German team is, is natural to set up. is so ridiculously strong. Chan um, play only starts when it, when when it's not when it does not really matter. Yeah, yeah. But, that, but the Nations Cup, teams. for example, they, yeah. they have like three national teams, don't they? They have the main national team, they have the Confed Cup team, and then they have a, another team below that. I mean, it's ridiculous. The talent level. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it's 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 more or less two two different teams, but Chan is only a starter in the second team. Yeah. yeah. But that's not an embarrassment in Germany, I don't think. No. I mean, that is that is the opposite of a promotion. He has never made it. He has never got through uh, to that sort of appreciation that Löw would start him in, in an important game. Like a, that like, tells like, you a lot. Like the semi-finals of the European Championships. Well, if there would have been, uh, yeah, um, the the normal say the normal the normal eleven fully fully available, Chan would not have been started. He's no. not regarded as top class there. No, but he's he was. The second, or he was the first substitute, so that means he's third in line for the German midfield. 
or at least at that point in time. He was played completely out of position in the in the Euros. He was a uh, you know because you had Cruz and Kadira uh, with kind of doing the playmaking, and uh, and so he was pushed forward on the edge of the opposition box like a Danny Sarich. He was like a number nine, and of course he wasn't very good there. But I mean it was ridiculous because that's not his position at all. All right, um, midfield names. Who who are we playing? Yeah, I still have a question. What has happened to him right there? What has happened to him? I mean, he has been since the Moscow game. He's been absolutely <laughs> dreadful. What has happened to him? I, I don't. I don't think I. I mentioned. I, I think it was just before you came on. But um, yeah, he's. I don't think it's just now. I think he's always had these errors in him. Um, you you often see him near. In set pieces, he is, he often seems to be one of the players who's near the ball when when a mistake is made. Um, you know, the the third goal, I thought he gave away the foul as well um, against Moscow. The the pass back towards the defence that led to the the free kick and the goal. He's he's culpable in a, a lot of goals against us. I've always felt he's quite error prone. He gets caught in possession a lot. This doesn't always get punished, but he, he seems to run along with the ball and has no awareness of what is going on around him. You look at Ginny, for example, when he's on the ball, it's almost impossible to get it off of him. And Henderson just never gets caught. So it's a, it's a big part of his game that he, he, can't, he can't seem to improve on. That's yeah, exactly, exactly what I've been saying for a while now. I mean, lot, lots of people don't understand why, why Klopp isn't uh, why Klopp hasn't made uh, Emre Can a starter even last season? I mean, most people preferred him to to Henderson, uh, but I, I've always been saying that he just haggles the ball for far too long, and he get, he either gets caught or, uh, in a better case scenario, he just slows our attack down and and basically helps the the opposing defense set up, park the bus, defend. Yeah, it doesn't really yeah. cut it. He's neither really quick, nor is he really skilled with uh, precise long balls like Mats Hummels or someone. Or someone. Um, <clears throat> exactly as you say, he slows the game down. And uh, the further problem is that he is on the verge of leaving. And it's the same with Coutinho, who is never mentioned. But I think that with both player, both Coutinho and Chan about to leave or probably leaving i think that that's that's causing some um yeah lack of confidence or something or some some problems disconnect yeah yeah In, i mean the the squad, when, i think i think there is some influence of these by these transfer rumors <clears throat> of key players yeah that could have definitely upset the team going into the season yeah and um, when when emre when there was all that discussion about emre was he a center back or was he a midfielder um, the, the 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 thing is, I mean, you could have probably have gone for either, but the path to being a midfielder is definitely longer than a path to being a centre back. You you got more to learn. The decision making has to be much much better as a midfielder, um, and he's still got to do that because, like you say, he doesn't release the ball when he should. Um, he he dribbles, so he always that's his go to move is to dribble with the ball uh, because he doesn't have a good passing range, um, and. And because because he doesn't have a passing range, he doesn't develop the decision making to go with it. So whereas Henderson has the opposite thing, where Henderson has a passing range, but he doesn't dribble. So again, 
you know, you, you don't get the decision making of when to just put your foot on the ball and just carry it a little way before you make the pass. Um, and then you and then you see the the likes of Zelensky and <coughs> they they can do all of them. They can they can they have a passing range and they can uh, uh, dribble with the ball as well. They can carry the ball away. So they they've learned to make decisions based on the full skill set of the midfielder. Has any one of you seen uh, the Bayern Leipzig match yesterday? yesterday? I saw some highlights. Just the highlights. Yeah, was going for was a record red card record. I saw, I saw a good. I saw a good part of the game, um, and uh, what what I think is that that Nabi Keita will, will be a big replacement for Chan. Uh, I mean that guy is so good. Very direct passing, very quick going forward, but also a fantastic defensive work and dispossessing even the best players of Bayern. Um, that guy is really, really good and a big step forward. So I, we can really look forward to him when he's not sent off. Yeah, that's right. He kind of needs to say. He kind of needs to say on 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 the pitch. What What do you think yeah. about that sending off? Yeah, it was. It was. Unfortunately, it was correct, and it was a, um, a typical Keita situation. He was uh, also a typical Bayern situation, which is uh, very much uh, um, similar to the, uh, the treatment of, um, of Manchester United by uh, referees. The same with Bayern Munich. Um, Keita was mown down, mown down by a really cut down by a, by a Bayern player, which should have been sent off. He he, he stepped intentionally on his on his ankle. That is red, a straight red in Germany normally, yeah. very often. Uh, the Bayern player did not even get booked for that. And then Keita fouled somebody five minutes later and was rightfully booked with a yellow. Okay, Norm normal heavy foul challenge, yeah, all good, yellow card. And uh, in the second half, in the, yeah, about uh, after 53 minutes, um, uh, Keita pulled the shirt shortly, just shortly, of a Bayern player that, that was about to go through. The Bayern player dives yeah like a dying man to the ground and uh, he's he's been sent off it was just a short uh, very short shirt pulling but he uh, get, got the second yellow then so it was unfortunate but i think what got him sent off to the rules it was correct but harsh nevertheless i think i think what actually got him sent off was was Lewandowski's reaction i mean as you said it was a very short Shirt pull, and uh, he didn't even slow him down. But Lewandowski exactly. stopped, waved his arms around, and fell down. And yeah, like he was hit by a bullet. Yeah, it was yeah. absolutely it, terrible. I'm, I'm, oh, uh, I'm quite sure that in the Premier League he wouldn't have been sent off for that. Hopefully, let's see. <laughs> Unless Hopefully. it's. Uh, Our uh, treatment by referees in the Premier League, as far as I can make out from the first two years I've been following now for Liverpool, is absolutely shocking. 75% of all decisions who are doubtful are always against us. Yeah, That's true, but but uh, they're not very likely to send off people with, for soft fouls. I mean, Thiago yesterday, he kicked a Leipzig player in the face. was a, a double... Uh, um, double the Severeness of the of the Manet red card, and he got only a yellow. He kicked him straight in the face, seeing that the player is in front of him. Yeah, ball comes from high. He try uh, and he kicks the player in the face, and uh, <laughs> he 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 did see the Leipzig player before, so it was intended. Yeah, he kicks the 
kicks him in the face and gets away with a yellow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do, you think, uh, do you think it was? Do you think it was also an anti-Leipzig thing in the refereeing as well? Because they're, uh, they're no, uh, no. No, I don't think it's anti anti Leipzig. Absolutely not. I think it's it's mainly pro Bayern. Bayern always gets away with it. Yeah. They they yeah. get the penalties others don't get. They don't get the the send offs others get. It's always the same story. It does not happen every game, but uh, it happens in too many games. Way too many games to, to not being uh, um, recognized. They they don't Bayern don't really need it they they could have won that game also last night with the chances they they missed after leipzig was was down to their men but uh, they get these yeah this beneficial positive refereeing yeah in say yeah. Uh, 60 70% of the games in uh, in the champions league final that Klopp was in the Bayern, they should have had a uh, Bayern should have had a player sent off uh, the referee bottled it as well but I think that's quite common in Champions League, in European finals. The referee's <laughs> a big decision. Yeah. Yeah. So, so are we playing Henderson, Cater, and Alana from now on then? <laughs> <laughs> that would be an amazing midfield. That really would be incredible. You should have the incredible work rate. And we should, we should, we should, we should ask if you can get get Cater out on loan. I mean, the red card may only be valid for the Bundesliga. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe can then loan him. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Apparently, it, it, uh, despite the, apart from the red cards he's already received, apparently he's been lucky to get away with other other uh, situations, which would have also given him red cards. Mm. So, <laughs> so he, to only get three so far, he's doing quite well. <laughs> so let's hope he's got that out of his system by the time he comes to. Uh, Keita seems to have one big problem. Um, he's easy to, pro um, you know, to, to try by players. He gets provocated very early. Yeah, he gets angry very early after being fouled, and then he uh, he fouls as well. And that is the problem he has, and that he he has to, yeah, to cut it off his mind, to uh, get rid of that 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 attitude as as soon as possible. It's very yeah. easy to provocate him. So do we do we think that Chan will sit out in favour of Genie then? Most definitely. Yeah, Genie will come back. I, yeah. I would not be surprised <laughs> if, if if neither Migs nor Lovren nor Chan will play for the next five games. Oh, that'd be fantastic! Well, wow, that'd be amazing. But um, great. I'd love to see that. Yeah, totally. Either to take them out of the limelight and 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 just say, relax. Um, we'll take the pressure off of you. Um, you know, Liverpool players tend to get loads and loads better um, when they don't play. Well, certainly in our minds, yes. Well, in our minds, suddenly Milner had to play and Milner played. And nobody who said last week Milner has to play uh, will say, well, I was right there, was I? Milner needed to play. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, it's 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 easy like that. Um, now it's Robertson need there to is, play. There is the other option. Someone someone mentioned um, drop. Uh, I mean, Oxlade's had a couple of um, good games in a row, cameo appearances. So that option does exist of dropping Coutinho back into midfield and um, playing Chamber as a as a <coughs> winger in the front three. Yeah, I mean, I think, I th I th you know, if 
if you like Ox or if you if you think he's okay, um, I think I I thought he, he was a, an okay signing in terms of position because it gives us that uh, that depth for the wide forwards because you can't play the wide forwards in every game. So I thought he was actually quite a good signing, and it wasn't a panic signing. It was uh, we've been after him for a while apparently, but um, Arsenal have always said he's not for sale. And at the end of the window, they they sort of decided, yep, we'll cash in on him and get some money for him. And, and just sort of laid down a huge price to take, and we'll take it or leave it sort of thing. So they managed the business situation very well. Um, but I don't think it was a panic signing. And it, everyone's trying, everyone's been saying, oh, we bought Ox instead of the centre-back. But I don't think that was the case at all. I think that, that, yeah, that's just stupid. It is, it's bloody annoying that we didn't sign the centre-back. Um, and I yeah. hope we didn't know about Lovren's back issues. And so, I mean, we... We should have known, really, from last season that you can't trust Matip and Lovren to be fit. And if you don't trust Clavan and Gomez, and I don't want to go over that argument again, but uh, then something's gone badly wrong there in the summer, hasn't it? That we we had to get someone else in, surely. Oh, I think the plan B was to go for these pre-contract deals in January. I think that's what plan B was. And all that, all that had to happen was the defence had to give us this season, what they gave us last season, and that's what they failed to do. Right? I think we're a bit too. I think we're a bit too optimistic. It's a bit like if you, <laughs> you know, we we always expect like sunshine and rainbows and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And it's like it's not the real world, is it? Stuff happens, and Lovren is unfit, and now it's like, oh shit, we should probably have got someone, shouldn't we? And it's like uh, maybe if there's someone in the backroom team there who's maybe a little bit more of a negative Nelly saying, well, actually, what happens if one of the centre-backs gets uh, injured? Then we're screwed, aren't we? <laughs> and then maybe yeah. that someone because goes, oh, yeah, actually, maybe we should sign someone. But it's the same. Yeah. So what they, all they need to do, what, what is, for, for this idea of getting um, some of these pre-contracts, <clears throat> for that to work, the defenders just had to give us what they gave us last season. That isn't really is that is that really an unreasonable assumption? Give us what you gave us last season, because we had injuries last season. We had all sorts of things, right? Um, and with our goals conceded in the league, I mean, we conceded forty-two goals, but ten goals came from three games. But the other thirty-five games, we conceded thirty-two goals, which is actually very good. So that's what I think. That's what the expectation was. Well, give us that. If you can give us that, then uh, then I can go ahead and pick up these. Uh, these bargains in, in January. Um, is it a stretch? I mean, it's easy to say now it's a stretch, but is that really unreasonable thinking? No, I don't think it was. Um, I do think that we've... We, we, I think everybody said we, we're light. We're light in bodies. Um, last season, we had the same, the same group of players and we had less games. And we sold one. Lucas played uh, quite a couple of games at centre-back. And now we're into the Champions League with one body less. Yeah, Gomez is more fit. But um, it's still a, a body light. Given the fact that we were already a body down from, from last season. So, um, no. Um, hoping that they would be fit or fit enough to, to stay in, a, in, in and around where we want to be. And then kick on getting in Keita and, uh, and Van Dijk or De Vrij or whoever in in, uh, yeah. in winter, Koulibaly. Um, 
That is in the far side. Um, okay. Um, we need to, to wrap this up. I let you talk way, way too much. Um, Joe will have my head for this. Um, or he, he won't. He will just make a snide remark in, in the WhatsApp group. Um, and we all have a, have a great laugh at my expense. Um, which is fine. Which is fine. Um, two games coming up. Um, predictions for the... Well, let's start, obviously, with the first game. So that's Huddersfield. Um, Jason, prediction, score prediction. How do I have to go first? Um, so you can't complain, <laughs> you last. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in the middle is fine. Uh, let me think, what are we going to do in this game? Uh, maybe, oh. <laughs> what, what did I get? I think I went for 1-0 to us, didn't I, against Tottenham? That was completely wrong. <laughs> I got the one bit right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we have to count on them. I'd like to think we're going to fight back. Um, I, I'm going to go for 2-2. Oh, we fight back, 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I said I'd like to think we'll fight back. I'm not sure at the moment. I'm a bit worried about the... Okay. That's why I'm thinking maybe sort of um, we've had some games against Bournemouth, haven't we? And it, they like to play a bit of football as well. And I'm just kind of worried it's going to be that sort of um, performance. All right, two two. Um, okay, Fez. I'm going to go with a narrow win. One goal win. One goal win. So that's yeah. that's seven six. Oh. Let's keep it just in more I'd say I'd say two one or right. at at the worst three two. Okay. Chris? That would have been my guess. I think there are a lot of goals in the game. Both coaches know each other exactly. Both are yeah. Full of goals on both on either end. And uh, it will be a very offensive game and uh, from both sides. A lot of attacking. Very exciting, red red card probably. Yeah, seventeen yellows, and uh, I think we will win just uh, by the skin of our teeth, three two, with a lot of luck. Okay, um, mental. Uh, one nil, the good guys. Even though I have absolutely no faith in that prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to ask um, who who you think who the good guys are? <laughs> okay. has, has anyone ever has anyone ever seen you know um Lawrence and does his uh predictions for the um the BBC and I think generally Liverpool go unbeaten every season. <laughs> oh yeah he does. Every score prediction is we will win. He's he's a terrible pundit. Great player, um but a bit of a nonce. Um I'm going with a 2-0 win. Uh, I think uh, Wagner will throw a Jürgen a bone. You're going for a clean sheet? I'm that going for nasty. a clean sheet. I, I'm, I'm actually going to think that Wagner will, will tell the lads in the dressing room, don't bother. Don't try actually, to score. Can I cha- actually, can I change mine? I, I've just remembered something. Um, I saw something interesting uh, uh, the other day on TV. We... Um, so we've conceded now something ridiculous like 16 goals away from home or something like that. But we've only conceded two at home this season. So uh, 
that might give us a little bit more reason for um, optimism. Oh, oh. That's all the teams sit back. A premier. <laughs> okay, um, let's score predictions for the um, for the Huddersfield game. Um, there's another game coming up. It's the Champions League return to Anfield. Um, at this moment in time, it doesn't really feel that great. Uh, Maribor, um, it's going to be nice for them to play at us, and it's going to be very therapeutic for us to try and, and tear them apart. Um, just score predictions. Just two numbers each. Um, Fez? 3-0. Chris? 4-0. Jason. Thirteen yes. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, I gave you more than th- uh, two numbers. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Uh, mental. Uh, two nil. Two nil. Um, I am going to agree with whoever said four nil. Um, I said it. You agree with the German? Be careful. <laughs> then, uh, okay, I'll have to. Uh, Um, Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Thank you guys for joining and um, we will talk to you soon.